0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 1st of June. Well, it is the first day of winter and temperatures are continuing to plunge as an icy polar blast sweeps across Australia's southeast. The strong cold front and low pressure system have been moving in since Monday, bringing with it gusty winds, showers and even snow in some regions. Today is set to be especially windy with severe weather warnings issued with damaging gusts for much of South Australia, New South Wales and Northern Victoria. Sharon Fox from the SES says it's set to be a dangerous few days ahead. We are expecting with the grounds being so saturated that these winds continuing um, will cause more trees to come down so yeah please take care. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has unveiled his new cabinet overnight with a record number of women included. Among the key appointments are Claire O'Neill from Home Affairs. Tanya Plibersek missed out on education but has been given the responsibility of environment and water. The Prime Minister says in terms of a 50-50 government, they're very close.
1: I want to see us uh, move towards 50-50 representation across all of the spectrum, I also want to see a parliament and a government that reflects the diversity that is there of the Australian people themselves.
0: Richard Miles heads Defence and Chris Bowen has been named as the Climate and Energy Minister. They'll all be officially sworn in today. Free flu vaccines are being rolled out across Victoria, New South Wales and Western Australia today. Influenza cases have soared right across the country after lockdowns and social distancing ended. Faye Sim from the Pharmaceutical Society says it's important for people of all ages to get vaccinated. What we're seeing is that influenza
1: cases can be potentially severe, it can lead to short and long term complications, hospitalizations and in some cases, even death. And altogether, living in the current COVID rule that we're living at the moment, imagine having influenza compounded on top of all of that.
0: The flu vaccines are also free in Queensland and South Australia. New sexual consent laws are now in force in New South Wales. The reforms set clear boundaries for consensual sex, including acknowledging that a person can change their mind at any time. New South Wales Attorney-General Mark Speakman says the new rules are a major step forward.
1: The new laws reinforce basically a principle of common decency and respect that consent is a free choice involving mutual and ongoing communication and they reinforce that you can't presume consent. We want to make sure that young people in particular are empowered to check consent every time they have sex.
0: Overseas now on the first funerals for the many victims killed in last week's mass school shooting in Texas have been held. 19 children and two teachers were killed when a gunman stormed Robb Elementary School in Uvalde and opened fire. Investigations are continuing into the bungled police response. Now, let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales where a ban on lightweight plastic bags is now in force, bringing the state in line with other jurisdictions. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details from Sydney. Yep, that's right, Tasha. It's estimated more than 2.7 billion plastic items end up in New South Wales waterways each year. 60% of that is made up of single-use plastic cutlery and plastic bags. And in a bid to stop it all ending up in landfill or polluting our environment, the ban on lightweight plastic bags is being enforced from today. New South Wales is the last of Australia's states and territories to do that. Environment Minister James Griffin says businesses will be supported as they make the switch.
2: If they're struggling to make the transition away from single-use plastic bags, then we're here to help them and support them in doing that. Really what we're focusing on is people that are really thumbing their nose at the new ban. They're the ones that will ultimately be receiving a fine.
0: He says there's a lot of community support out there for the initiative and most major retailers have already made the switch. It's the first phase in a multi-step plan to tackle the state's plastic pollution. To Queensland now, when an earthquake has rocked the southeast of the state. Our reporter Amelia Oberhardt has more from Brisbane. Yes, thanks, Tash. Well, the magnitude 2.9 tremor happened around 1 yesterday afternoon and was felt mainly around the Moreton Bay region, which is just north of Brisbane. The epicenter was Brendale, but some tremors were reported as far west as Toowoomba and south as Corrumbin. Experts say despite earthquakes not being that common in Queensland, there have been eight reported in the southeast in the past two decades. Good news, there was no reported damage though, regardless, it would have been a big scare for some. Now, the latest in business and finance news with Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. A concerning warning from one prominent economist and the banking regulator.
1: Tash, good morning. Yeah, this is not a great news story, unfortunately. The financial markets are pricing interest rates to rise by up to, so two up to 3%. Remembering, of course, now it's just under half a percent. That's a very long way to go. And Chris Richardson from Deloitte Economics saying that would be hell for the housing market. Now, he's saying so in the context saying that therefore it shouldn't or won't happen because of the pain it might cause. We all hope that would be true. But the banking regulator, APRA, coming out yesterday and basically belling the cat on it. It won't say these three letters, it won't say GFC, but it's basically concerned about what happens when the fixed rate mortgages, about 40% of us are on fixed rate mortgages these days, when they go back to variable in two or three years and at significantly higher rates, they're very, very worried about an interest rate shock. Now, you'll remember back in the GFC, back in 2007 and 8. Those so-called adjustable-rate mortgages, the Americans were on lots of honeymoon rates that all of a sudden reset, hence the adjustable-reset mortgages. They reset to higher levels, and that sent a whole lot of Americans out of housing. They simply couldn't afford the repayments. So I don't want to be the, the harbinger of doom here, neither does APRA, But they're being very, very, very clear. And I will say quickly, the key thing for your listeners right now to know is they need to be prepared for higher rates and to know whether they can afford those rates if they come and what they're going to do. So it's not a great story, but hopefully the warning will be heeded by plenty of Australians.
0: Yeah, very important warning, Scott. Now, lower unemployment, that's great news at the moment. But of course, so many businesses are struggling with this massive skills shortage problem.
1: Yeah, and this is, the, this is the flip side of unemployment. I think we all think that lower unemployment is good. We want more fellow Australians in work. We want to make sure the economy is firing all cylinders. We like those things. The problem is once you get down to under 4% unemployment that we're at right now, you have a really significant skills mismatch. There are people out at work with certain skills. There are businesses who need different skills. When there's more people unemployed, there's a better chance you can match those up. Now, again, I'm not saying we should have higher unemployment, we want higher unemployment, but the banks in particular and other industries as well saying, look, we can't get enough people with those skills because immigration has, hasn't resumed anything like the levels it was pre pandemic. We simply we don't have the right staff in Australia to do the jobs that need doing. That causes pain for the banks. It also causes pain for the economy because it limits how quickly we can grow. The plus, the plus might be we might all get a bit more of a pay rise because we are in demand, which is always nice. Uh, it's a really difficult balance for the regulators, the econocrats, the and the government to manage.
0: And Scott, we know about Crown's recent issues and now an inquiry has heard that Star Entertainment is unsuitable to hold a casino licence.
1: That's right. Council assisting the inquiry in New South Wales, basically, after all the evidence that we've heard, I don't think many of us would disagree, quite frankly, but uh, the council assisting the inquiry won't make those sort of claims or or, or suggestions or recommendations lightly. Basically, the combination of poor management, poor processes... allegedly deliberate um, mishandling, misstating of some of the information, some of the financial flows. Uh, I don't think many of us would disagree, as I said, but uh, the regulator, uh, the inquiry is now going to have to make a decision on whether or not Star is suitable to hold a licence, and if it's not, what time, if any, it will have to fix itself up before it's either shut down or the licence is removed from it. I don't think it's going to be that dire upfront, but that's certainly the very, very, very stark warning in the inquiry.
0: Scott, thank you. Thanks, Tash. <laughs> for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. A star New South Wales enforcer has made a big call on his future.
2: Yes, good morning Tash, that's right. Payne Haas can narrow his focus on ripping in for New South Wales. He has silenced the speculation uh, surrounding what he would do with the Broncos because just last week he requested an immediate release and that drew immediate condemnation, especially from the Broncos fans who let him know all about a booing him at Suncorp Stadium against the Titans last week. Now he's opted to honour uh, the remaining years on his deal which runs until 2024 he will still park negotiations on a potential extension though our former Broncos legend Wendell Saylor says it should should allow Haas to do what he does best
1: but mate just play football mate that's what you're so good at Freddie's backed him and obviously at the Broncos uh the Broncos fans they do love him but they're just upset it was how it was betrayed.
2: Now, the Dolphins could miss out on another big fish, Cam Munster vowing to remain at Melbourne Storm if Craig Bellamy is still the man in charge.
1: As long as Craig's still at the club, I love playing with Craig and, and uh, I know he loves having me, having me as his, one of his players. And, yeah,
2: look,
0: as long as Bellamy still at the club, I don't see myself leaving. The
2: Dolphins have locked in part of their spine. The NRL's new boys securing Bulldogs hooker Jeremy Marshall King on a two-year deal.
0: And Brett, the AFL will hold its mid-season draft tonight as one player prepares to be plucked from a charcoal chicken shop, as you do to play in the AFL.
2: (laughs) Yeah, West Coast holds uh, pick one tonight. They need all the help that they can get because their season has been disastrous so far. Jai Kelly is a midfielder uh, from Melbourne. He's currently working in a charcoal chicken shop and Coles, his life is about to change dramatically when his name is called out tonight. 23 picks in total, and it won't just be young players who have been overlooked in drafts prior to this. There will also be some second chances for players who have been in the AFL before. Sam Durden is among them. He was a former key defender from North Melbourne, currently plying his trade with Glenelg in the SA NFL. Carlton desperately needs a key defender after Jacob Wittering went down with that shoulder injury. So Sam uh, looks likely to have his name called out tonight. And we've got a blockbuster quarterfinal happening at the French Open, Brett. Yeah, we certainly do. Shame this isn't uh, the final, um, given it's Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic, who have had some epic battles uh, at the French Open over the years. Rafa, of course, going for his 14th French Open title, 22nd overall. And Novak trying to close the gap, now one behind, of course, after being banned from partaking in the Aussie Open. We're in the first set, and uh, Rafa is up at the moment, leading 5-2.
0: Brett, thank you. Thank you, Tash. And Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's daughter, Lilibet, could finally meet the Queen this weekend little one, named after her great-grandmother's childhood nickname, is travelling to the UK with her parents and brother Archie for Her Majesty's Platinum Jubilee. It will also be the first time the Duke and Duchess of Sussex will reunite with most of the Royal Family since they left to live in the US more than two years ago. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.